So now, the second movie in our marathon. And as of right now, I'm saying, for the record, this is my favorite vampire movie. But like everything else, it's going to change. Oh, yeah. You know? Because it's... <laughs> It's perfect. It's tough because it's, the, it's some fucking, of these are just it's so amazing. fucking good. Yeah. You know, but like this one, when I finished this, I I felt kind of the same way with Kronos, but more so in the sense that I was like, I I experienced this. Yeah. I didn't just watch this movie. I experienced this. And that's probably one of the reasons why uh, I've ranked it so high is because it felt like an experience, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, but... Without further ado, Left Right One In came out in 2008. Excuse me, it had a budget of 4.5 million. Yep. Box office, 11.2 million. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. But, but, and that's a testament too because the critics were saying this should have been better. Like yeah. it should have done better. And it made money. It didn't just break even, it made money. Mm -hmm. But I mean, for production costs or promotion, maybe it broke even. Yeah. Regardless, it's awesome. Director, uh, Tomas Alfredson, written by John uh, Juide Lindquist. This is the worst. This is so oh yeah, again, it's Scandinavian now. Is I even included the cinematography <laughs> in this one, which I didn't previously, and I think I'm going to start doing it more often because we talk about uh, cinematography, and I always talk about it like a director. Yeah, but it is a separate person. It is the cinematographer goes in and says these are the shots. Yeah. The director will say, this is what I want. The cinematographer comes back with, here you go. And uh, the good ones are the ones where they go, here you go. And the director goes, holy shit. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's, it's either, this is exactly what I wanted, or fuck, man, this is so much better. Shit. I can't wait to take all the credit. Yeah. Or they go, this sucks dick. But yeah. either way. <laughs> Either way, so the cinematographer, and I wish I didn't include this on this one, but it's Hoyt Van Hoytema. Okay, so the cast, <laughs> the cast, it's, uh, there's so many. But I've kept it's a massive the, cast. the tight core. So yeah. Oscar, played by Kari Hedebrandt, or Hedebrandt. Mm -hmm. Eli, played by Lena Lederson. But... Uh, she's voiced by two different people. Oh, interesting. There's a woman who voices her as the young Eli, or Ellie, sorry, and then there's a woman that voices her as the old Eli. Eli. Ellie. Jesus Christ. <sighs> then there's Hakan uh, Per Ragnar. What was the name? Hakan Haken. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Hakan! This is going to go like this. Is, oh, this you is can. Great. <laughs> so, Hakan. Right. And so basically, Hakan is uh, Eli, or Ellie. <laughs> Eli, Eli, Uli. <laughs> it's because it's E L I. Yeah. So, so Ellie, Ellie's handler. Yeah. So, primarily, Hecat is the person that gets blood for her. The father figure. Right, but I got a theory about that. Uh, Locke, played by Peter Carlberg, and Virginia, played by Ika Nord. And then the rest is—it's just too many lists it's because it's massive. Yeah. Surprisingly massive. I remember looking at it and going like, fuck you. There's no <laughs> way I'm writing out this much. Here's the top fuck seven. We'll go with they, that. They listed everybody. If somebody looked at the camera, they got credited. <laughs> like, they were on the list. Okay, so the story, basically, Oscar 
is a young boy living with his mother, a single mother, and he is mercilessly picked on by bullies. And he meets Ellie, a strange girl, uh, and this is in uh, winter. So he meets her outside at night. She's not wearing a jacket. Mm. She's barefoot. And they become friends, but Ellie has some dark, dark secrets. Which do, do, do. We spoiled relentlessly, but she's a vampire. Yeah. What? She is a vampire. Uh, one thing I did not notice watching this movie, but it wasn't until I went through the Wikipedia for the, uh, the actors and stuff, yep. was it's set in the 80s. Yeah, I guess it would be. I, I felt like it was set earlier on. But... I felt, I, 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 like, I remember thinking, like, it was obviously set earlier on. Yeah. But then I was like, it's also a fucking, like, Danish movie. So... I don't know what the community there is like. Exactly, and, the, and it felt like a very rural spot, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it didn't feel like main city, Yeah, you know? So yeah. it was like, um, you know, like, there's no cell phones or anything like that, no computers, blah, 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 but I mean, that just could have been a conscious choice. But the fact that they, they it's like 83. It's literally set in 83, and I was oh. like, oh, shit, okay, well, that explains everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, uh... Especially because, like, like a lot of people are dying in this city, and there doesn't seem to be any cops showing up. <laughs> I thought about that, too. Like, there's a lot of fucking homicides going on there, around here. At one point in the movie, Hakan Hakan has a boy kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh, sorry. So his m method is typically he will kidnap somebody. He will hang them upside down, either in the bush, brightly lit bush, by the way, mm, yeah. which obviously just for shooting purposes. <laughs> Middle of the bush. <laughs> but I remember thinking, like, it's pretty bright out for nighttime. <laughs> but I was like, just for shooting purposes, Chris, come on. But the other one was, uh, he had a boy, like the last kid that he uh, he caught, he caught him in this school, I guess. Mm -hmm. Had the same thing, had him upside down, he was going to slit his throat, drain the blood in a bucket, and then... Give it to her, and she and he, Ellie's gonna drink it. But no one, like even after the kids get away, yeah, like yeah, the guy got. I don't know. Did he get arrested? <laughs> he was in the hospital because uh, he poured the acid on his face. Yeah, and I, I, I'd say he was arrested. Right? In, yeah, in the hospital. He was in the hospital. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't I mean, cuffed. His face is melted off. So, but uh, but regardless, very like it kind of reminded me. Of, uh, Crow City of Angels. There's not one cop in the entire movie. <laughs> but people die. Yeah. Horrifyingly. And it's like, it is well, There's a couple cops, but they suck. They, they're not. I don't recall seeing any cops in the entire movie at all. Ever. They're not doing a very good job. Ever. Okay. The first Crow, there was cops. It was actually a part of the story. Oh, yeah. Like, even, oh, yeah. even if uh, you say no to Ernie Hudson, you take him out, there's still cops in the movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not in City of Angels. And not in this movie no, either. No, nothing in No City cops Angels. at all. Which is funny because, and now this is what I'm saying. So, because you're saying uh, the American remake with Matt Reeves, it, it goes to the source material. And it does because in the climax of the book, it's actually the cops going to the apartment. We don't get that. Yeah. And so in the book and in the movie, 
the cops are the ones that facilitate these two leaving. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah. So other than that, I oh this is just one of those hauntingly beautiful movies. Hauntingly beautiful story about adolescent love mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with vampires. <laughs> with vampires. You know. So um, getting back to our tried and true uh, ticker tape. Like, what makes a great movie? You take out the vampire aspects of this. Exactly. Still a great movie. Still an absolutely great movie. Yep. The climax of the movie obviously changes because the kids don't get murdered horribly. Mm -hmm. Is that scene just magic? That scene, holy shit. But other than that, though, you still have a great story about two people coming together. And then living a life. Yeah. Awesome. Just absolutely awesome. I really felt bad for Oscar as a kid. Like, I just... Immediately, too. Holy fuck, that poor kid. Like, that poor fucking kid. But at the same time, and I thought this was really cool, too, because, like, when he finds out she's a vampire, he's not, like, cool. He's like, so you just fucking kill people? That's what you do? And she's like... Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I do. But you know, we're uh, very similar. And she recites the first thing you hear in the movie. Yeah, you know, where he's yep. like, "Squeal, I want to hear you squeal, pig." She recites that back to him, and she's like, "That's the first thing I heard you say." I killed to survive. You want to kill people for revenge? And I was like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" Yeah. I was like, man, wow. Yeah, that's so good. And it is jarring because the first thing you hear him say is squeal. I want to hear you squeal. Yeah, you know, this kid's got some problems. You know, and you realize why. Mm -hmm. You know, at no point in time are you just like, oh, this is, like, the second, because he's a fucking bully. Like, it, and it's oh, yeah. not like, eh, faggot, you fucking loser, blah, blah, blah. No, it's just like. <laughs> oh, beat the fuck out of him. And it's not one kid, it's six. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking gang that decided that Oscar's going to be our fucking target. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this group of kids and then an older brother. Yeah, exactly. Like, fuck. Yeah, fuck. You know? And uh, I like that even just the uh, the fact that, like, his relationship with Ellie sparks him to become more confident. Because mm -hmm. she tells him. She's like, you got to fight back. You absolutely have to fight back. Yeah. And what he does, it's fucking awesome. Oh, it's so awesome. He fucking cranks the so guy awesome. with the fucking metal Like, bar. he's gonna fucking kill them. He just goes... Yeah. And they show his ears explode, and I was like, oh! And it's just leaking it's his out. his ear, too. Like, oh, that's the worst. You get a little that's smack in that <laughs> ear, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Right? So, I was like, fuck, man, that's brutal. But it was awesome. I was like, oh, shit. But, uh... One of the things that struck me because, like, obviously we're going to spoil. When yeah. we get to the end, and he's got her in the uh, the trunk, and they're on the train, and they're going somewhere else. Yep. He strikes me as being where Hakan was at one point. Oh, okay. You figure that. He started because young. she looks, she says, I'm 12. Yeah. But also, I'm not. Yeah. So she implies heavily she's a lot older. But 
physically, she's 12, mm -hmm. much like he is, right? And he loves her, and they love each other. And that is beautiful, not forced at all. You knew it was going to happen, but it is gradual, right? Yes. I feel like Hakan originally was in the same boat. Because eventually he gets to an age where he can't romantically like, romantically can't be in a relationship with a woman who looks 12. You know? Yeah. And regardless of the vampire aspects, you're not strolling down the street making out with a 12-year-old girl when you're 40. Yeah. You know? And I feel like most normal men like, for me personally, I would say, I would get to a point where, like, I'm, like, 18, 19. And, yeah, I love her, but I can't, like, romantically, I'm like, I, I just, I can't, you know? Like, I just, it has nothing to do with the fact that you're always fucking ice cold, <laughs> you know? And sometimes... You're too damn cold, woman. Sometimes you stink. <laughs> I thought about that. She's got a really smell. Well, he said it. Yeah. He said, and then, of course, like, you realize, well, now she's, like, getting, like, she's cleaning herself. So she's bathing regularly. She's trying to, like, hey, look, I, I, don't, I don't smell weird, right? Yeah. And uh, I'm wearing shoes, right? So I'm not fucking. I like you. I'm not weird. <laughs> but I am, and we'll find out. But, but yeah, and there's nothing that suggests that. It, like you said, the father figure stuff. Uh that very much suggests father figure. Oh, yeah. Right? But I couldn't shake it. I could not, and especially when he died, you know, uh, I was like, huh. And it would make sense that she would, like, if Adrian had to consume blood to survive. Mm -hmm. At this stage in the game, you're going to go, well, I guess we're going to get you blood. Yep. Because yep. you love her, right? Yep. yep. I would do the same. Mm -hmm. It yep. wouldn't be like, I can't fucking, yep. you know, because everything else is still the same. She just eats differently now, right? So so you would do it. And I think that's eventually what happens is that they age out of the role of lover. Because, like, do you think... Because she, she clearly loved him. When she went to see him at the hospital and... And he clearly loved her. Yeah. So you're probably right that they've been together that long. Right? Because started off as romantic and to the point where it's like, okay, well. Because, like, like, when they're on the train, she has to eat. Yeah. So Oscar is going to have to do something to get her to eat. Right? Mm -hmm. And it might even just be something as simple as, like, animal blood for now. But once they get to a city where they can actually, you know. Yeah. But... And eventually he just gets older and goes, ah, you know, I'll just be your handler. But then eventually he dies. Yeah. And then someone else takes the place or she dies or whatever the case may be, right? Because there's no hint at all that she's going to make him a vampire. No. At all. And on top of that, there's no indication that he wants to be a vampire. He just wants to be with her. So Could be different with Oscar. I'm sorry, I mean with Oscar. I'm yeah. saying with Oscar. Right now. Right, but when the story ends, there's no indication that he wants to be a vampire. Like, no. even after after that whole big spat where he's like, so you just 
kill people, right? Yeah. When he comes back, he's not he's not like cool. Mm-hmm. Make me like you, and then we can be together forever. Yeah. No, but he loves her. Mm-hmm. You know, little kiss is what he said. The last thing he said to her was little kiss in Morse code. So yeah, or small kiss, I should say. But uh, but and that's my take. I could be completely. I really off. like that take, and I think there's a a very good smart movie in there alone with that take. Like, how would you? If you were with a vampire with a vampire at a certain age, and you're that age, and you age, and they don't, like, how would you deal with that over time? Yeah, like, I remember in uh, another really great vampire movie, Interview with a Vampire. Mm, excellent film. When Kirsten Dunst realizes that this is the shape she's gonna, this is the version of that she's always gonna be, she's not like, yes, yeah, fucking rights. I get to be a thirteen or not even I get like eleven year old girl. Yeah. And be an eleven-year-old girl until I die. Woo! She's like, "Fuck this shit! Fuck you!" Like she's furious. Mm-hmm. I would be too. I'd be fucking furious. Because well, like, if I'm a thirteen-year-old boy for however, like, and you know, she, they don't give an idea, uh, give you an idea of how long she's been alive. But she implies several times it's a long time. But it seems like her mentality never like matured. You know what I mean? Like it seems like she's still a twelve-year-old. Forever, rather than acting like, yeah, she's actually, sixties in a twelve-year-old body, right? And I, but because uh, you would think if, if mentally you matured, you wouldn't want to be with a twelve-year-old. But you're also, she's also incredibly isolated too. Yeah, for obvious reasons, she has to be. Yeah. she can't just stroll around, and also because of like the only time she can go around is at night. Mm-hmm. If you're a twelve-year-old girl at night, yeah, people are gonna go. Where's your dad? Where's your parents? What are you doing? Right. So, I could see that be like it is a it's a, a stunting emotionally, because how could you? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. Like there, she's not a three hundred-year-old vampire in a twelve-year-old body. Right. Certainly doesn't act like it. Right. But. There are aspects that she is a bit more adult because of the nature of what she is. Like she's like she says, I need to survive. People yeah. are gonna kill for revenge. Yeah. Right? She's smart enough to know like the scene under the bridge. She's smart enough to know in this particular case, I just pretend to be a hurt little girl. Mm-hmm. Nobody is gonna go, I don't know, I don't know what's Something weird about this. She's got to be the one ripping people up around. You know, they're going to go, oh, I'm going to help this girl because whoever's been tearing this town apart, because the cops aren't around, (laughs) this could have been, they could have attacked her, you know? So, yeah, you know what? I think it's a combination of things, really. But, yeah, you know, you're right. Mm -hmm. You're right. So there's a, I think it's more of a stunting, not so much a lack of maturity. Okay, stunting, yeah. Because... There's certain things that she said and did that only someone that's been around longer than a 12-year-old would have been Mm -hmm. would know to do these things, right? Right. But at the same time, emotionally, she's stunted because of the nature of her existence. So, yeah, I mean, it it all works. It all works. It's not wrong by any means. Why, thank you. I'm glad it's right. The acid was genius. Oh, yeah. And gross. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> yeah. yeah. It did. Yeah. It didn't look CG like uh, Two Face in Dark Knight. Like no. it, it looked like a really 
a real melted face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, that's fucking genius. Yeah. You know, but also crazy that he had it on him all the time. Anytime he was out on his hunts, he yeah. was like, got the acid just in case. That's so fucked up. You know, and then like, ah, oh, fuck, and then he gives himself to her. Which was awesome. I was like, holy fuck. And that was like, isn't it crazy? Like, you, you wonder why she's out in bare feet, right? Mm-hmm. And you see her climbing walls, and you're like, well, that's why. Because she's a fucking ninja. That's exactly why she's barefoot, because it's more traction, yeah. you know? Oh. Um, yeah, just fucking masterful. So. Yeah, so uh, visuals. I, I love the whole aesthetic, and we've talked about this plenty of time. Anytime there's movies in snow, uh, it's the Canadian in me. I just I love it's it. something about blood being splattered on white snow. It's so and maybe that's another reason why I do like Thirty Days of Night. It's, it's just such like, a stark contrast. It really is. It really is. You know, I love war in snow. When the the bodies are cleaned up, yeah. you're like, how the fuck did you clean blood out of snow, you fucking magician? Because what? <laughs> like when the you know they're bringing the guys back to the body like, mm-hmm. and then there's nothing there you're like how the fuck did you a normal 40 year old 40-ish year yeah. old guy do this when you had to drag the body <laughs> like <laughs> I mean obviously yeah okay so it's frozen so it's not gonna be leaking blood when it's frozen yeah but even just the drag trail is gone like that guy he's fucking good he knows what he's doing he's fucking he's, good he's been around a while but I will say, like, visual aside, I said this a couple of times, but that scene where he's got the dude hanging upside down in the, in the bush, like in the forest, yeah. and uh, the dog walker <laughs> is there, I was like, it's fucking hysterical. Like, it's so well lit. <laughs> that it's like, it's how do you... so bright. Like, how do you not see from, like, like, 20 yards away? Like, I don't know what's going on over there, but it looks like there's definitely a dude there. Hanging upside down. There's another guy there. I don't know what's going that, on. That's, exactly. a, that's a knife that he just pulled out. I don't know what's exactly going on. And I mean, I get it because it's nice. And it's in the middle of the bush. Yeah. Hey, hey I want to take the dog for a walk in the middle of nowhere. The middle of night. <laughs> in the bush. Yeah. You know? And uh, and then, yeah, like, I like that you really just got the blurb on the radio. It's like, dude was found with his throat cut. Yeah. You know, in like, other news. Yeah, and in other news. Police nowhere to be found. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least if they would have said something like, uh, you know, like they're on strike, or like <laughs> we're waiting for the you know rural police to show up because yeah. of. Well, I was like, Jesus, <laughs> fuck, man! Wow. Oh man. Wow. Yeah, no, but visuals are fantastic in this. Um, I go back to hauntingly beautiful all the time. Yeah. But one of my favorite death scenes is the bridge. Oh, yeah, with the, sh- the way the shadows were and everything. And yeah, because, like... Really well done. Um, They don't do too much, really, to show that she's a vampire. Yeah. Right? They just tell you that she is, right? Um, You know, and, of course, like, you know, the blood and stuff like that. But even, like, when she jumped off the one height, they did that really well. Like, it didn't look like wire stuff. But when she attacked that guy... There was a weirdness too when she grabbed onto him mm-hmm. and then swooshed around to his back and then bit his throat, which I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like it wasn't, uh, like it looked like she was crawling around him. Yeah. But at the same time, 
incredibly strong because he couldn't fucking do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like, uh, I was just like, fuck it up. Like, almost stop motion, just the way they shot it. It was just... You're right. It like, has, that, has that weird, like... Like, other like that to it. clicking... Yeah! Like, Like, yeah. just a weird, like, spring, and then all of a sudden it's just like... You, know, yeah. you can almost feel, like, bones breaking while he's... But then, and then, like, I was like, man, that's, like, the best fucking death scene. Like, yeah, the climax death scene was awesome... So good. So good. We see the fucking, he's underwater, you see the feet go across the No, 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 I was talking about, like, the, sorry, I, I didn't mean, uh, it's when, what's his face, uh, Locke gets killed, he goes to the apartment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason, he just figures it out and goes, she's, there's something going on with her, mm-hmm. you know? I was just like, holy shit, and so, like, his death was crazy. Yeah. But that was the best vampire death, period. Um, but, yeah, the fucking... Like the pool scene. The entirety of the pool scene. The pool scene. And this could go into cast and direction and everything, but like yeah. that, the whole that whole oh. scene. Like he's holding that down, like the head yeah. down. So yeah. you just see Oscar's face in this pool. Yeah. But you can kind of hear something. And I was like, oh the, shit. The muffled Like I knew like, it too. I knew it the second like they were there. I was like, oh she's gonna fucking tear them apart. Yeah. I knew it. Okay. Telegraphed from a mile away. But I couldn't have told you how it been like that. How it was gonna go down. Okay? And I'm gl- I'm so happy the way that the Thomas did this and the cinematographer, but they were like the brother, the older brother is gonna yeah. hold his fucking head down, and you're just gonna get his shot, and then you're gonna hear some stuff, you then you're gonna see a head get fucking thrown in, and you're just like <laughs> holy shit and then at that point I was like that hand is just gonna come off yeah, and it's sure you know and again yeah. like you telegraph you call it whatever you want to say but it was still just like holy shit and you get up like when he finally gets up and you see the aftermath you see the headless torso and the one kid who was already like getting to a point he's like guys like i really don't want him and he's sobbing yeah he's just like i was glad they didn't kill him yeah but i was just like holy shit like wow and of course they have to move there's no way what are you gonna do there's no way that kid there you know like oscar can't just be like yeah yeah i was a friend of mine Mm -hmm. and she killed all those people and it was the hottest thing ever. I couldn't have been harder. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> holy oh, shit. baby. Wow. <laughs> wow. God damn. Vampire sex after mm-hmm. she kills mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. to save you? The best sex ever. Yeah. Just, you ask for a head, you get actual heads. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, she was doing shit I never even knew I wanted her to do. Amazing. There was squealing, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. I squealed like a little fucking pig. (laughs) But that ending where he, like, they do the Morse code, small kiss. I was like, fuck, that's awesome. That was awesome. That's such a great way to end this movie. So fucking good. The cast, simply incredible. Yep. Chemistry was palpable. There was not, it's crazy because, like, we don't know who the fuck these people are because we're not... European. So yep. we don't see European in that aspect, right? So these guys could all be just amazing actors. I have no idea. I'm basing it off this, but yeah, amazing actors. Yep. Like you felt for Oscar the second you met him. 
You were rooting for him the entire time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You even, like, for me, I don't know about you, but even I kind of feel a little bad for him because the first friend he gets, first female friend he gets, is a fucking vampire. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, there's a little bit of, like, it's a doomed relationship aspect to it. And especially, like, my take, where eventually he's going to age out and become Hakan, or now he's just the handler, you know? And, and part of the reason I felt like that is because it looked like there was a bit of bittersweetness to him realizing that she's hanging out with Oscar. Because mm -hmm. it's not just like, oh, hey, you got a friend. Great. Or, hey, you're a fucking vampire, so you can't do this. But it wasn't like, it was none of those things, but at the same time, it, was, it almost felt like a tinge of jealousy. But at the same time, what can he do? Yeah, you know exactly. Because yeah. I physically, I'll say this for the record, I physically could not have sex with a child. Oh, fuck no. Like, just... So for me, to get to that point where all of a sudden you're looking at it, you're like, sorry, Ellie, I just, I can't yeah. do this. And she has to sit there and go like, I get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I totally get it. And that's, and not even to imply that this is a sexual relationship. But eventually it will, because he does say, like, girlfriend. She says, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. have the blood kiss, which I thought was weirdly fitting. Yeah. You know? But, oh, fuck, the chemistry was so good. And the direction? I don't have a single complaint. No, I mean, what? There's nothing to complain about. It's such a everything, fucking amazing Everything movie. is so good in it. It's so fucking... My overall? Masterpiece. That's right. And, like, and Americanizing it, okay, fine. Like, But even from what I read, like, it's, it's still, like, a rural Texas town. Yep. So it's not New York... No, it's a little rural name. You know, everything like visually, it's almost dead on to this film. Yeah, it, yeah. It's and really of course, damn cool. and then it's Matt Reeves. Like, yeah, I don't, I can't think of a Matt Reeves movie that I watched that wasn't good. So, guys, basically foreign takes on vampire movies. That was the idea behind this. Not necessarily the best, but just foreign takes on vampire movies. Yeah. So, uh, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Love each and every one of you. Oh, and before I forget, because this happened to me recently, and this is probably, this is actually two times this happened to me. So, mm -hmm. this is sort of cautionary tale, okay? So, I watch a YouTuber by the, uh, I can't remember his name, but it's called Comic Tropes. Okay. Okay? Great fucking comic tropes, like us, very positive, but very even-handed, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, he, Channel's great. I love it. I think he does a really good job. Uh, he's actually, he's the reason why I started reading Cerberus. Ah, Because okay. he did a, an expose on it. And he said flat out, like, you know, it becomes hard to read because of Dave Sims' horrible, horrible mentality that ends up bleeding into the book. But it's, because it's hard to separate, right? right? Right. But anyway, I commented on one of them, right? I got a message from him. Hey, you won a prize. Oh. Yeah. You won a prize. So message me on Telegram. Yeah. And we can go over this, right? So I download Telegram. I message him on Telegram. And I say, hey, I, you know, you said I won the prize. What's the prize? And they go, like, screenshot the caption, right? So I do that. Yeah. Screenshot the caption. Yeah. He goes, congratulations. You won a prize. And it's a MacBook Pro. 
and a PS5. Free. Amen. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. All they need is your name, your mailing address. Here you go. And all you have to do, after I do that, he goes, and all you have to do is, uh, he, he sends a screenshot of shipping prices. So all I had to do <laughs> was pay the shipping. Wow. Right? And I could pick the shipping. So if I didn't want it express, right? Yeah. If I didn't want to pay $300 for the express shipping, I could pay 180 for the three to five, five to seven business days or oh, whatever, okay. right? Okay. So I'm going, I can't afford any of these. So I message him. I go, hey, look, I really appreciate you picking me a win. I can't afford any of these. So just go to the next person on this list. At this point, I'm not thinking this is a scam. Yeah. I should have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't at this point. So I just said, hey, look, yeah, I appreciate it. Blah, blah, blah. Go to the next person on the list. You know, maybe they'll be able to win. Right? Leave it fucking four days later, messaging me through Telegram. Hey, you won. And I said, yeah, we already went through this. <laughs> I can't afford any of the shipping charges. Yeah. So just go to the next guy on the list. Now I'm like, what? Weird. This is weird, right? Day goes later. Full day. Well, how much were you able to get? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So now I'm going, I should have did this in the first place. Mm -hmm. I looked at the contact information on YouTube for Comic Troops. Yeah. And it's Twitter and it's Facebook. Nothing else. Yeah. So I messaged him on Facebook. Hey, man, when... Uh, you know, I got a message that I want a prize. Do you reach out to people via Telegram? He immediately goes, we don't do giveaways. We don't do any prizes or anything. And I've watched a lot of his videos. Yeah. I've never once seen him say, hey, and he announced the winner of this prize yeah. or whatever, or this yeah. draw or whatever. No, no, no. But okay, fine. So like, so he goes, no. I go, thank you for clarifying. And I leave it, right? So... Fine, no big deal, no harm, no foul. I mean, if I gave the guy money, that's on me, yeah, okay? Yeah. Like, fuck it, that's on me. So then I'm actually really glad that I didn't shell out $300. Oh, shit. Of money I didn't have. You know, because at the time, like, yes, the prize itself, I was like, oh, wow, that's surprisingly generous, considering it's a MacBook Pro and a PS5. Right. It's not pick one. Yeah. It's, these are yours. Yeah, both right? of them. And I remember just being like, I was like, Oh, I mean, I guess, yeah, it makes sense that I would pay the shipping because that costs a lot of mm -hmm. shit. Not necessarily a prize, but okay, I mean, whatever. He's shipping it from his house, right? Yeah. <laughs> Weird that I have to download Telegram with the end-to-end -end encryption so I can't... Like, I mean, I could probably... I could screenshot, obviously. Yeah. But I can't just be like... These are all the... You know, because on his end, it's gone, right? Yeah. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. You can't trace it. It's like WhatsApp. But I'm glad that I actually reached out and said, hey, man, do you do this? Right? So now, getting back to second time, I commented on, <laughs> my YouTube is stupid. I watch, some, I watch guys that eat lots. <laughs> they, 
Fucking guys. How much guys that huge? That shovel fucking food for competitions, you yeah, know, for yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy's name is Randy Santel, okay? I watch mostly because I find Randy Santel to be a very entertaining, seems like a nice guy. Yeah. I even watch his fiance, who does the same thing, uh, Katina Eats, <laughs> okay? So Randy Santel and Katina Eats. Uh, they're both just great. Like I love the videos and stuff like that. It's disgusting to watch them eat, but I still I like it, so I watch it. I commented, yeah, "That's a really nice shirt." Well, today <laughs> I got. Me. Did you win a prize? I won a prize <laughs> to message this person on you on on uh, Telegram. <laughs> so this time, so we meet again. <laughs> I respond. To that comment stating yeah. that I won, let me guess. I want a MacBook Pro and a PS5, and all I have to do is pay the shipping? I haven't heard a response yet. <laughs> so, that's a very long-winded <laughs> way of me getting to the point. If at any point in time, one of you decides to comment on any of our videos, and there's a comment, a reply that says, you won something? It's not from us. No. It's a 100% bullshit scam. We don't have anything to do about that. Yeah. When we give giveaways, we announce it's it. rare. It is rare. But when we do, we will say to the camera, your name, what you won, and when to expect it. We will cover the cost of shipping to send it to you. Mm. Also... You're never, ever going to get a MacBook Pro out of us. You're never getting a PS5 out of us, okay? You're not going to get a fucking TV, anything that's beyond some fucking thing that we've already got here. You're not fucking getting it, okay? And also, just in general, if you get any messages from YouTubers and they want you to do Telegram, don't try to reach out to them as through... YouTube if you have to, but look, most of the time they'll have other contact information. We tell you explicitly, yeah. we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. We tell you that we are also on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. And I forgot this in the last video. We're also on geekpantsmedia.com. That's like seven or eight different methods of you to contact us. We will not contact you through Telegram. We will not message you through the YouTube comments to say you won, especially anything beyond what you see here. Hell, it could even be the shirts off our backs. It'll never be a fucking PS5, a fucking Switch, a TV, a Blu-ray player. No, nothing at all. Nothing no. at all. And you'll never, ever have to pay shipping. Okay, so because I already listed the ways that you can contact us, that's how you know where we are. So I've already covered that. So mm -hmm, thanks mm -hmm, again mm -hmm. for everything, guys. We love you. Thank you. We and love beware. You. And beware, yeah, beware, beware. Yeah. But also keep watching yes. because there's more to come. And you might win a prize. That's right, you might. <laughs> but we'll tell you like this. We'll say, hey, Kevin Durant. You just won a prize. Congratulations! Good for you. Expect the It Takes One book by Kate Kessler, previously enjoyed, in the mail.
That's it. Yeah. That's all. That's it. Thanks again, guys. You're the best. <laughs>